welcome to the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast. My name is Jacob Dahlin, and today we have a journalist uh, on uh, the line here. And welcome to the podcast, Alfonso Acevedo, or how do you pronounce your last name? Acevedo. Okay. Yeah. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's nice to be here. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scandlux.com. So you are you popped up on on the Twitter feed and LinkedIn feed, and uh, I got intrigued because first of all, um, I think it popped up that you were. Uh, it, it was one of these. Um, you are now the head of scouting, head of European scouting for uh, for um, a um, uh, publication or online publication, uh, which is Recruit Scouting, right? Yep. Well, and I'm then, I'm co-head along with um, one of our Russian scouts, but yeah. Yeah, and then and then I looked deeper, and it said Finland and Sweden. Yeah. So and so uh and and then I looked you up and <clears throat> my first place when I looked you up on Twitter, so your Twitter handle is at Alfonso Seven Acevedo. And it had two two flags there, a Canadian flag and then a flag I didn't recognize, and I realized it was from El Salvador. Yeah. So <laughs> now I'm really re- intrigued. El Salvadorian national hockey team is probably not in the A or B group or C group. Is there yep. hockey in El Salvador? Well, first of all, that's because I'm part, that's my heritage, right? I'm Salvadoran yeah. Canadian, born yeah. in Canada. My dad was the one that came over. So the one time, the only hockey rink that I, or even just ice sheet that I have ever seen, because I've gone back once, was in a mall. And it was very small. It was very small compared to what you like your average. Like I live in Edmonton. We have West Edmonton. We have this huge hockey rink. We have the brick, you know, invitational every every year. Like it's a big thing here. And then you go over there. It's like just like this really small thing, renting skates, but it was pretty cool to see actually. Yeah, that's right. So there's hey, there's you gotta start somewhere. There is ice. <laughs> exactly. All right, great. Well, so uh, tell everybody a little bit about you because I think it's interesting to have a little bit different people on that maybe we really haven't had that many people from from Canada. So I, I wanted to give an opportunity for you to tell everybody about you. About I want to talk about European scouting specifically on 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 the site that you that you write for because I think the content there is super detailed. And yeah. I know we we spoke a little bit before Junior Worlds, but I think this is a good time because now we're getting into the before the NHL draft, and I know you have a lot of draft lists that you guys spend a lot of time and 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 the, and especially what I was impressed with, frankly, was the detail on the player profiles was was excellent, and I, I really highly recommend people go in there because it was. Um, it was not the it was not the normal stuff. Uh, it was a little oh, bit yeah. different, yeah. and it was using clips, and you know you can actually see uh, in one stop you can see a lot about the person, about the player, which I thought was cool. Not not just where do I think he's going to end up, which yeah. to me is not so interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other part that I wanted to 
talk about is really the Canadian university system, which I find myself not very knowledgeable about. Um, we're actually going to have Johan Erickson, who's with Bramford Rattlers, come back on. He was in episode one or two, who uh, lives outside of Toronto. And we're going to talk about the Canadian system there as well, but more from a yeah. recruitment standpoint. So uh, so that's kind of what I want to talk about today. So let's start with that. Uh, all right, because right, uh uh, you are currently a student there at McEwen, right? Yes. Yeah. Which takes a lot of my time away from scouting, obviously, because, you know, getting your assignments done and everything. So there's that, obviously. I'm hoping next year I'll get a lot more going because I'm slowly getting to the end of my degree. So that'll be yeah. very nice as well. But yeah, I mean, I guess I really took an interest in scouting back in 2015 because I'm an Oilers fan. Oilers got Connor McDavid that year, right? And so that really sparked an interest. And then I kind of followed it throughout. And then I got on Twitter, was it 2019 or 2020? It was right before the pandemic. I think it was 2019. And then I just, I guess I just gravitated towards it fairly quickly. It was something that I was interested in. Um, wanted to get something written as well, as someone who wanted to go into journalism. And that kind of kickstarted my route from there, really. Wow, that's neat. That's neat. So you are you a journalism major or what is your um, major at McEwen? I'm a journalism major with a minor in communications. Um, okay. Yeah. So who knows where this is going to take you, right? Exactly. Yeah. And <clears throat> so uh, let's talk a little bit about recruit scouting as a as an as an online publication or what? How would you describe it? I think you covered it fairly well. It's a very in-depth um, look at each player or in certain cases, you know, rankings in general. I feel like a lot of the guys that we have there are very knowledgeable. Um, sometimes I even get intimidated because I feel like they know a lot more than I do. <laughs> but they're very knowledgeable. All of them are. And I think a lot of their um, and how they put together their, their profiles are very in-depth. You know, you're going to get a lot of what maybe let's say someone like Craig Button or you know Sam Constantino from Sportsnet won't 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 give you right. And personally, I think when I look at other websites, not to diss on them, I feel like it's a little more in depth as well. Like you're looking at one player, and that's kind of your main focus. Yeah. So, um, and then I saw that you've written some in the past too for. Um, uh, for um, a couple of other as a freelance, which, you know, I got to give it to you. It's not like you're sitting on the couch or, and, but you're getting your feet wet with some other publications, Puck Authority yeah, exactly. and HockeyList.com. So, um, yeah. so awesome. And uh, uh, by the time that you'll be done with your degree, you've already, you know, built uh, a pretty good resume in what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so, um. Uh, how did you end up with Finland and Sweden? Okay, so when I first joined, um, when Ashley Glover, not sure if you know him, um, he was the head of North American scouting at the time for Recruit before he joined Medicine Hat. Um, he brought me on, and at the time they had fairly good amount of WHL scouts. So Gavin Chason, the um, owner of Recruit Scouting, came to me and said, 
hey, we have a lot of WHL scouts. Would you want to do a Can the Canadian Junior A system for, you know, from, I think I joined in January. So from January to the end of the draft year. And I said, you know, sure, you know, gets my feet wet. I'm going to start out there. End of the year comes around. We're getting into, you know, the following year. I think it was 2021 or 2022 year. I think it was this past year. Yes. And he comes and says, hey, I'm going to bump you up to go work, um, scout the Finnish and Swedish reason regions and that's kind of how I ended up there it was really kind of more just moving me along as we go and then you know we got to this point as you know co-head of European scouting with them yeah so have you always been a hockey fan yes from as long as I can remember <laughs> yeah it's kind of hard when you grow up in Edmonton to to not be be that I'm assuming so um so what was your first so when that changed and I want to go and talk a little bit about junior A too. <laughs> Excuse me. But um, so when you heard Finland and Sweden, what was the first thing that came to your mind when you then said, oh, okay. What's the spontaneous first thought when you, when you think back of Finland and Sweden? Well, obviously it's Finland and Sweden, right? It's not but, just. But in terms of the hockey players. Oh. In, any, any, any specific uh players that you can recall i mean there's there's not been that many swedish big deal hockey players from edmonton as of late yeah no there haven't been many that have i mean i guess broberg might be the most recent one i guess out of yeah. all of them and then i guess finland you could kind of say fuyarv but yeah. you probably have to go a little further and probably the one name that always comes up is Jari Curry, right? Obviously. So I think Sweden and Edmonton, I think that's still, ha there's room to grow with that. But obviously Finland, you know, you had Jari Curry, you had um, Essa Tikkanen, right? Back in the 80s and 90s. So those were two names that came up, like just basing here in Edmonton. Yeah. And then obviously when I first started, there was um, Anton Lindell that I really liked that year in 2020. And so... There was that, and obviously, you know, Capococco and all those other guys as well, you know. Yeah, and and um, so Adam Larson was also there, and uh, interesting. So I'm I'm looking at the list here just from a standpoint of of there's not been a whole lot of them that are that have kind of there's been some people that have come come through there, um, and Anton Lander who's back in Sweden now. Adam Larson, I think, is also. I think Adam Larson and Anton Lander is playing for the same team in in Timra. Um, but you know, they they had their their shot in the NHL. It was tough to make it, and now yeah. they're back. Um, I think Adam Larson is still in Seattle, right? Is he okay? He so he got traded. I think he there. went to Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kent Nilsson, back in the day. Uh, as well so yeah and um yeah i'm sure that there's a, a a longer list out there that that uh of course we had uh tommy salo who was oh, a yeah. guest on, yep. on the podcast um as well but that was a little while ago so yeah all right cool so um let's go back to junior a so since you got started there with with recruit in junior a I'm a little bit curious because some of the people in Sweden are probably a little bit confused on what is the difference between junior A and junior B 
And who really is considered Junior A in Canada? Oof. I guess from a Swedish standpoint, your your J20 league, I guess, would kind of be like your major junior. So like, you know, your WHL, your OHL, your Q, and so on and so forth, right? I guess who, who do it you would think, have... Who do you think is Junior A? Because you have the, the CCHL. Or, or yeah. the C- the CJHL, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, which yeah. which is the step below the major. Yeah, that's the junior A. Yeah, that's the junior A level. But, um, but then there's these other, you know, um, I was just talking about Brampton Brampton Rattlers who plays in the G uh, the Greater Ontario Geo Geo the Gojo is that the Gojo or the, you know, you have some of these that are kind of teetering. Are they considered junior A or are they considered junior B? And what's the difference? I'm not super knowledgeable on that. But from what my, my understanding of it is junior B is kind of still like your regional stuff. Um, kind of more, not so much you're going to get an NCAA, you know, Div 1 potential scholarship out of there. You might get lucky, get a Div 3 maybe or something. But I think most of your, if, if you're, NCAA scout you're going probably to junior A whereas junior B is kind of I think most people good enough to not play junior C but not good enough to play junior A kind of idea I think is what it is yeah so and and uh, all of them you know the other difference in the U.S. junior program is that you have some that are part of USA hockey and some that are not like the USPHL and the EHL now NCDC, yeah. they're not part of USA USA hockey. How does it work in Canada? Are all of these programs part of Hockey Canada, or are there some that are independent as well? I believe all of them are part, like under the umbrella, I believe, of Hockey Canada. Although there were, I, I'm confused on how BC does it because I remember what was it? Uh, two they, years they ago, broke I think out. They, they broke yeah, out. Yeah, they broke the out of the Canadian, the Canadian Junior League, right? So I'm not sure if they're still considered under the Canadian umbrella. I'd have to look that. I'd have to find that out. But I do believe that most of the Junior Leagues are still technically considered under Can- Hockey Canada because obviously they are based in Canada. So I think that's how it works. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Enough of that stuff. Uh, uh, so before we get into, um, uh, I'd like to get before we wrap up. I'd like to be able to talk about some of the things that are coming up in the in the draft, and I'm interested in, and especially I want to highlight. You just posted on Twitter your your draft board uh, that was color coded and uh, very detailed, and 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 so on. But I'll, I'm also curious about the Canadian university system. Um, so you are a student at McEwen. Uh, so if we compare the U.S. university, if we look in the, at the Swedish university system, they don't even have athletics that is necessarily part of the collegiate system, right? Okay. It's all yeah. done in the clubs. And and uh, once you are done with J20, then you go into what's called the all-logit, which is a team, which is adult even either in shl alsvenskan hockey ettan division two three and four and so on so some of them most of them they don't go to college at the same time some of them do but 
of course, in the U.S., you have division NCAA Division One, NCAA Division Three, and then you have <clears throat> the ACHA Division One, Two, and Three. So those are typically the, and then you have some nuances with the conferences within each one and so forth. How does it work? What are the differences and what's the similarities of the Canadian university system versus the U.S.? Well, the one difference I do know of, because I, I go to McEwen, which was once just a community college. So they actually didn't play in what most people know as like um, uh, what youth sports, which is bait yeah. or what was known, I think, prior to maybe 2015, the CIS. Um, I believe that's what it was called. And so they when they joined, they kind of left what is called... I had looked it up a few days ago. I think it's called the ACCA. I think for yeah, ACAC is I think is is yeah, yeah. Alberta College Association or whatever. And um, so they were part of that, which is usually reserved for like colleges in in I guess for that case Al Alberta, and then there's others in other parts of the country. So like you would have like if you looked up here in Alberta and Edmonton specifically, you know you'd have Nate. Um, King's College and then Concordia Univers Concordia University, I believe, as well. And then, you know, obviously with uh, McEwen now, it's part of the U Sports along with the U of A and everything. But so I think if you look at it that way, um, you basically have the U, obviously U Sports is bigger than the colleges, right? But I think play, so I think to use the, um, the American version view of it, the NCAA Div 1 would be your U Sports. Yeah. The and then whatever else would fall into the college level and so on and so forth. And of course, the University of Alberta, which is the Golden Bears, I believe. Right. Yeah. And so you actually have you actually have the North Carolina Golden Bears. I don't know if you knew that should be a good article to write about, which is a um, so the guy that runs it, which is Paul Strand, played hockey at the University of Alberta, played some in Europe, but played ma mainly down here in, in Greensboro and, um, and Raleigh and lives in okay. Carolina. So uh, he, he had an organization that took the name and the colors of uh, the golden bears. Um, uh, so I've been very familiar with that association. Paul's a great guy. We should probably have him on, but so they're, they're part of you sports, right? Yes, they are. Yeah. All right. And, uh, but what's interesting is that there's not very many, not not very many non-Canadians that play in the Canadian universities. Yeah, because I think part of that is obviously most, at least when I go to games and I look up, you know, the rosters, most of them come from within the city. So, you know, your AAA teams, your U18, AAA teams, whatever, or in, cer in certain cases, um, your, your junior A leagues. Um, I have noticed, however, there are players that did come from Div 1 in the U.S., which I did find interesting. I believe McEwen has one guy that came from Denver. I think the Pioneers down there. Yeah. Don't know how that happens. Um, that'd be very, that, that I know it is possible to do that, but it's just interesting that someone would go, for me personally, I found it interesting. Someone went from a Div 1 team in Denver to, you know, a small university in Edmonton, right? Yeah. So, so, 
So what's the what's the uh, of course here the big schools like Boston College, Michigan, Notre Dame, Michigan, Michigan Tech. These guys, they have it's it's a it's a breeding ground for the NHL and and it's yeah. growing uh, where where people go from the USHL or the NTDP and then they go in and play a year or two in the in NCAA and then they go on to the NHL. How does it work in Canada? Uh, of course. Most of them are playing in the major juniors, OHL, WHL, and the Q. But yeah. are they also then going in to get a couple of years in U sports, or are they does that not happen in in Canada? The CHL actually has like a program. I think once you complete your years in junior, they actually do pay for part of your education to go to a university so you'll see like at the end of the year a lot of graduates from you know whatever league will you know start committing to certain universities um one of the whl guys we have at recruit did say that it has to depend on how many years you play and how many games i think i don't remember the numbers exactly but he did say that they're that they will pay for a year of your university depending on the amount of games and seasons i believe you play in whatever league so there's that, obviously. So that helps like the guys that maybe aren't going to be drafted or, you know, want to keep playing, but also want to get an education as well. So that helps them as well. And yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we've we've learned a little bit now about uh, we're going to dive a little bit more into the U sports and, and, and the different teams probably as we grow. And and maybe I, 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 I've been challenged now to, to kind of go to elite prospects and look at Swedish players uh, in in the Canadian system. Um, I, I need to do a better job too in looking at the in the major juniors um, and which players are coming from from Sweden into those programs and 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 uh, not just in the in the U.S. junior programs. So yeah. let's let's finish up here by talking about um, so. When I say the NHL draft uh, and you're thinking about um, Swedish, we forget about, let's forget about the Finnish players. We don't care about the Finnish players at all. <laughs> let's just talk about the Swedes. Um, what, who's exciting in this year's draft class? Uh, everybody talks about Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard. Tired of hearing of Connor Bedard. Good player, but uh who are you excited about from Sweden this year? Well, I think the obvious one is Leo Carlson. I think that's the one. And then I think for you're going to see a lot of draft boards start changing on this. I think don't remember where Button had him at, at a, or even McKenzie had him recently, but um, Axel Sandin Pelika as well. I I I honestly was the reason he was in my honorable ranking honorable mentions at the beginning of the year was just I wasn't sure about how he was going to play that year in particular because I did like him at the Halenka and I thought he played really really well and then obviously I released it right before the juniors and he goes ahead and plays amazing at the juniors so obviously he's going to be ranked much higher next time I release mine <laughs> but he's definitely someone to be looking at and be very excited about obviously yeah um I was gonna pull up too. I should have. I should have done this, but I didn't. Because let, let's pull up your your uh, Twitter because you had just posted that, uh, Alfonso. 
uh, there you are. Let's pull up your Twitter handle because you had just posted the your colorful draft board here. And not a whole lot of Swedes on here. There's one, two, three. This is the first round, right? Yeah. So first of all, what's the difference with the, the color coding here? Because you got orange, blue, green, gray, yellow, and pink. Well, it's kind of basically where I see a lot of play, like how I would see each player kind of in this in the same kind of group, you know. So like, um, you take the top, you know, obviously Connor Bedard's, you you leave that one alone, obviously, right? But then you yeah. know you would have you know Julio Carlson's, Michkov, Fantilli, and Benson. I kind of see them in kind of the same area, and that's kind of the idea between um in in regards to like the color awesome. coding. So you yeah. kind of got so these guys could flip flop and these type, but there's a big difference between Connor Bedard and the blue guys, and then the yes. big difference between the pink guys and the blue guys. Yeah. So yeah. Like Sometimes it. it. Yeah. All right. So so the second Swede you got in there, so you got Neil Carlson, of course, and then you Leo Carson, and then you got um, uh, Axel Sandin. So what you're saying is you think that he's gonna he's gonna climb? Yes. I think for sure. All right. And then the next guy you got in here is Stanbury, who's Frelunda guy. Man, I'm 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 missing the Lexon guys. There's no Lexon players on here. <laughs> yeah, not this year. I think last Lexon guy I think I really liked was oh shoot, he played really well at the juniors recently. Uh Rosen. Yeah, Isaac Rosen. Yeah. Isaac yeah. Rosian is really how you pronounce it. Okay. Yeah. Of course, I grew up in, in a little village outside of Lexand, and uh, so it beats close to my heart there. Um, so I'm, I'm, there is an interesting guy, Anton Johansson, who is Tumas Johansson, the general manager of Lexand. His son just signed a rookie deal with, with Lexand. Uh, so he is a 04 or 05. Maybe he's 05. I can't remember. Uh, played uh so he's that means he's just played 10 games in the shl okay meant that he just signed a, a rookie deal with lexon so that's someone incredible pedigree and has already gotten the chance um early on so you'll probably see him uh i'm not sure if he's in next year's draft class or the year after yeah uh, so he is probably gonna be someone that is on next year's radar um, and he's he just got selected, I believe, for, to um, to the to the U nineteen uh, national team that is playing here soon. Oh wow! Um, yeah. So uh, so anybody else that you think is coming from the outside here on on the on the with the Swedes? Oh, um. I know um, Gabe Foley over at Recruit, and I think a lot of guys at Recruit are starting to jump on the Noah Dower-Nielsen um, hype train as well. He's The way I looked at him was kind of more, he's, I think he could probably be a goal scorer. Um, I like, I, I didn't mind him, honestly. Um, Anton Wahlberg what, as well. What a, what a glowing, him. what a glowing review. I didn't mind him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the time when I watched him, he was okay. He wasn't in my top, you know, first round when I watched him, then I watched him again, you know, put him in, think right at the cusp of my, yeah, 37. I had him probably is going to climb up again. 
I think a lot of Swedes are going to climb up. Um, another guy that's been mentioned as well that I uh, that I I, I like is Anton Wahlberg, um, out of Malmo. And oh yeah, and also Tom Vilander. I think that's guy. Sh- I can't believe I mentioned him last because <laughs> I, I I think um he's a guy that teams are going to be interested in as well. Um, where did I have him anyways? Ah. Uh... Of course, we can only see the um, we can only see the um, the, the the first round there. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, what about on the goalie side? Uh, so you're looking at so this year's draft class are the O threes, right? No. E- or is it O three or is it O four? It's I'm sorry, it's O fours. It's O fours. So the junior team, I'm looking at the roster on the on the Swedish junior team from the World Juniors. All goalies were O three, so they didn't have any any O fours uh, on the roster that played in the World Juniors. Uh, interesting little fact. I don't know if you've got him on your radar, but Stefan Leave, who was playing for HV seventy one, was killed in the locomotive plane crash. Legend goalie in in this with the Swedish national team. His son is a very, very uh he's now playing on the national team, the U18, I believe. Um he's an 05. Okay. He's in Örebro, which is the same place that uh uh that um Leo Carlson is playing, I mm-hmm. believe. But he's playing in the J20 uh on the J20 team. He just got selected for the national team, but uh, but he's not in HV seventy one organization, which is where Stefan Leave um, played for many many years. So, mm-hmm. uh, so he is um, so he's the same birth year as Axel Sandin. Um, okay. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, we can talk about different players all day long. At the yes, point I wanted to do is shine the light a little bit on. You know, how Orc, for, from your perspective, uh, it's interesting that that Recruit has, you know, someone that is specifically looking at that. I I do want people to go in and and, and look at Recruit. What, what's the uh, what's the website there? Recruitscouting.com? Um, recruitscouting.com. Dot com, not CA. No. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, it, it seems weird. We like using, even though it's technically a Canadian website we like using americans it's kind of a thing i guess here in canada we're kind of adopting it i guess yeah so recruitscouting.com go in there and look at it and and specifically look and look at the i saw there was one on the um on the uh uh slovakian player that plays yeah that played in aik i thought that was a really really good article and, and clips and uh uh, the more you can kind of, it's a good place to get some in-depth uh, details on some of these guys coming up in the draft. Um, yeah, it is. And then, of course, you go in and hit uh, uh, follow you on on Twitter is probably a good place where you can get some information as well. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you coming on, uh, giving a little bit of background from a, a journalistic standpoint, not just players and coaches and uh, ex-players and coaches. So. Thank you. Yeah.